Testing, testing. One, two, three. Good morning, everybody. How are we doing? Good, good. Glad to hear it. We've not done one of this for, one of these for a while, so today we're going to be looking at another book review. Hello, everybody. How are we doing? Not done one of these for a while. Today we're looking at another book review. It's a book review that I've wanted to do for a while and it's good because I've just finished reading the kind of sequel to the book. So we're going to look at Ross Edgley today and we're going to review Ross Edgley's Art of Resilience and his new book Blueprint. I'm going to look at reviewing both of them. I've just finished Blueprint um, and both of them are kind of a companion piece. They both fit together quite well to be honest. Sorry, just checking that we are recording. I actually did this on Friday. And I did the whole book review. And I hadn't actually pressed record on the microphone. Because I am legit now. I'm actually going to sync the audio to the film footage. Check me out. Hence why. Do you know on um, videos and films when they have the, uh, the clipboard? That gives a burst of sound to where it's an easier sync to sync up the image with the audio. There you go, learn something new there, aren't you? So, The Art of Resilience by Ross Edgley. For those who aren't aware, Ross Edgley swam, he's the first and only person to have swam round Great Britain. 157 days, 1,792 miles. In 2018, he swam round Great Britain, doing six hours on, six hours off swimming fantastic achievement of endurance he uses a word and he uses it a few times he uses it in um, art of resilience and he uses it in blueprints as well the word eudaimonia i'd never heard of that word before eudaimonia means a sense of purpose through suffering Hence the Great British Swim. A sense of purpose to do something, to achieve something, but through suffering. So not just suffering for the sake of it, but it's eudaimonia, so it helps you actually kind of endure the suffering, knowing that there's a higher purpose at the end of it. That's the way I interpreted it anyway. And another term he uses quite often is this term called eustress. So we have the word distress, which is a negative kind of stress. The word eustress means a positive kind of stress so a good stress on the body before he started the great british swim ross edley received a lot of criticism uh, negativity from the swimming community because um they didn't rate his swimming technique they didn't think he had the correct physique to swim around great britain 
um, sorry, to as a swimmer, he didn't have the, the best physique for a swimmer. Don't get me wrong, he's jacked. He's very muscular. And the swimming community didn't think that he had the correct... Um, he wasn't built like a swimmer, so how could he possibly perceive and think he was going to be able to be successful to swim around Great Britain? And Ross... 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 Um, proved the critics wrong and he he turned around and he he spoke about the fact that no one has ever swam around Great Britain so how do you know what the perfect swimming stroke is the perfect physique to be able to endure that feat and he also coined it as a it wasn't a swimming competition it was an eating competition the amount of calories he had to consume to be able to swim six hours on, six hours off. Sometimes six hours swimming through the night. Sometimes with lack of sleep. It was more mental than it was a physical. Yeah, it, of course it was physical. But as we'll touch on in a bit, the mental aspect was um, was much more important. Ross Edley talks about it being um, sports, stoic sports philosopher. And the art of resilience, the book itself, talks about sports science, but also uses Stoic principles. So the main players in Stoic philosophy, and it's something I've spoke about before, Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, and Epictetus, three main characters when we look at Stoic philosophy. Uh, the main tenets of Stoic philosophy is controlling what you can control, understanding your own mortality, and kind of Tim Ferriss uses a term called fear setting. So understanding that what are the worst things that you might face today and if you can handle them and overcome them, knowing that they're going to appear, you're prepared for them. Ross Edgley spent a lot of time preparing with the Royal Marines before taking up this swim. And one of the great things that he says in the book and one of the mantras of the Royal Marines is they train so athletes train to perform when that when they are they are at their best. For example, training to peak for the Olympics, the Royal Marines train to perform when they feel at their worst. Which I feel was was what Ross had to prepare for to do this swim. Again, fantastic achievements. I followed Ross for a while. His other feats of endurance and fitness adventure um, are amazing so go and check him out if you don't really know who he is loads of stuff on YouTube and some of his other books I'm not gonna the book basically has documents the whole of this swim the problems that arose during the swims personal um, some personal problems that he had he had to face face his demons while swimming six hours on his own, no one to talk to, and how he, he overcome those demons in his head and what he used to be able to continue and, and carry on. Uh, fantastic, really inspirational. One of the things that I use as inspiration from it when I looked at setting up um, my own ventures, my club, business, all that kind of stuff, was we we tend to always want to plan things to the nth degree before starting them. And Ross uses a lovely phrase, um, jump and build your wings on the way down. 
So sometimes just take action and build your parachutes, build your wings as you're going. Learn from your mistakes, trial and error. That, that, that was one thing that really inspired me. Another thing that he says is, hard work is very often the answer. The question, very often irrelevant. Part of the book, the tide was in Rossi's favour. And the whole, all he had to do was get in, get in the water, put his ice-cold, freezing wetsuit back on that hadn't dried yet, get in the water, and the tide alone would carry him to do his, his 20k swim that, that morning or whatever it was. But he had to get in the water. He just had to turn up. He had to show up. And he had to put in the work. So that's inspirational. Just doing the work. Sometimes just turning up is all you need to do. Turn up, get in the water, get out of bed in the morning. Put your gym stuff on. Put your trainers on. Get up and do it. Hard work is very often the answer. The question very often irrelevant. An amazing book. I read it. I followed his um I followed the swim on YouTube on the Red Bull channel. I couldn't wait for the book to come out. It's been a while. Like I said, 2018. I think the book came out probably 2019. Um, and I've wanted to review it for a while. For whatever reason, I've put it off, put it off. But it's a perfect time now, having just finished Blueprint. Blueprint follows on directly after the swim and the repercussions of it. Now, Ross suffered a lot of injuries as a result of the Great British Swim. Um, as you can imagine, there's a lot of repetition. How many strokes, how many how much trauma his shoulders had to take from the pounding of the waves, the sea. So he had to have a serious shoulder operation. His feet, he'd not set foot on land for the 157 days that it took him to do the swim. So effectively, as Ross puts it, he skipped leg day for nearly a year. And the damage that it did to his central nervous system, sleeping. Instead of following a circadian rhythm to go to sleep, he was following basically the tide every six hours. He'd go to sleep when the tide was against them and he'd get back in the water when the tide was, was in his favour. Some really interesting things to come out of the book because basically Ross plans a whole mesocycle, which is a year. A year-long mesocycle for recovery, to plan the next adventure. So he splits each season up as a macro cycle. So that's four cycles, four macro cycles a year. And he runs across autumn, winter, spring and summer. So autumn, he uses that to recover and heal his injuries. Winter, he uses to build um, general physical preparedness. Spring, he uses to get a bit more sport-specific. And then summer, he uses that to peak up, to peak, to do the adventure, what he sets out to do. And he, he inspires everybody to kind of start adventuring. Um, whether that's maybe you want to go climb up mountains, go fell running.
And we're back. Apologies. I think this um, podcast is destined not to get recorded. I recorded this on Friday and I forgot to press record and the battery just went on me. But we're back. So Ross Edgley uses the year. He splits it up into a mesocycle and each season, four seasons, he splits up into a macro cycle. And the summer, just going on to the last one, refreshing what I said before, the summer, he uses that to peak, like his version of the Olympics, peaks for an adventure. And he inspires everybody to to set up your own adventure, whether that's running a marathon, going walking, competition, whatever it is. And he got me thinking how you could incorporate this into your own life. Um, you could look at it slightly different. You could split the the macro cycle up from a from a physical point of view maybe looking at um the autumn looking at increasing speed so ross talks a lot sports science stuff and he talks about um when you kind of cross train so if you did a session in the gym and you looked at speed training for speed and training for strength you dilute you diluting the potency of the stimulus. So using one session to try and deliver one stimulus. So if that's strength training for strength and having a long enough period after that before you start to dilute the potency and training for something else. That's why he uses this, this macro cycle. So you could look at autumn, training for speed, maybe winter then training for strength. Spring, looking at building muscle hypertrophy. And then summer, looking more at mobility, for example. That's just an example. But then I started thinking, it's maybe a good, it's a kind of a good idea and a good way um, to start incorporating it, looking at lifestyle. So in the autumn, maybe looking at relationships. Again, not, not diluting the potency, not trying to do too many things at once. Yes, of course, have other goals and other things in place. But having having one specific focus, one priority during that that macro cycle, that month, that season. So in autumn, looking at your relationships, how can you improve your relationships? Then in the winter, looking at your fitness. Sorry, in winter, looking at your finances. You're not going out as much. Maybe look at maybe either saving what you're spending, not spending as much on clothes, that type of thing. Spring, looking at more of building up more experiences, getting out more as the as the season starts to change, it becomes a little bit less, the weather's less bad, you can go out, you can do more walks, you can get out in nature a little bit more, see things starting to grow again. And then in the summer, look more at your health and well-being. So maybe looking at a bit more meditation, getting out in the sun, 
reading more books outside, things like that. So each season, coming in terms of lifestyle, having something to to work for. But I think it's a really good. It doesn't have to just work in the in the gym in the training room. Having this meso cycle of a year, and each season breaking it down into into something that you want to look at specifically in that season, that macro cycle. And then as a macro cycle, you break that down into a micro cycle. So that's four weeks in the month in the macro cycle. And that's when you look at your daily, weekly rituals and your systems that you put in place, your morning routines, your nighttime routines, what you work on during the day. So then you can build up a real concise and achievable year-long plan. And that's a really good way of doing it. Although I enjoyed the book for many other reasons, that kind of stood out to me as well as a way of organising your life, basically. I've spoke a lot recently about, about the systems in place that you have in place and you fall back on your systems. I've been quite ill this last week. This will go out maybe at the end of the week, Friday. The week prior, I was slightly under the weather. Um, I think I'd just done too much. I wasn't focusing on recovery as much. I was doing a lot of jiu-jitsu, a lot of training. Wasn't taking on board enough calories really for recovery, and I think my body caught a little bit of a bug as well. And I kind of got run down. I could feel myself becoming sick. But the systems that I have in place, the the emails I send out, the social media posts, they didn't have to stop because they're in place already, and I was able to then recover and have my recovery as a bit of a priority. I hope that makes sense. Once these systems are in place, though. They take care of the bigger things. Another thing that Ross Edley talks about in the book is that it's not about, yeah, you're peaking for this adventure, but it's not about the end result or the goal. And it's a cliche to say, but it's so much about the process. I'm reading a book at the moment called The Gap and the Gain. And if you focus on the goal too much and you don't achieve the goal, then you're focusing on the gap where you want to be. You're focusing on not getting to the ideal, whereas you're forgetting about what you've achieved all the way through the year so far up to that point. So you might get 10 months into, into the year and understand that you're not going to achieve the goal what you set out to do in 12 months. And the gap is those two months that you're focusing on when the gain is the 10 months previously that you've achieved so much. So it's really talking about enjoying the process and being grateful of the process and the learning and the gain. Just a good way of flipping it. Both the books, like I said, are a, are a real companion piece with each other. And I would recommend that you read both of them. Because they're both fantastic books. Both for different reasons. But like I said, the, the Art of Resilience documents the swim. Blueprint talks about the aftermath and how Ross repaired his body to then re-adventure 12 months on. Ross is a big inspiration for me. I've followed him for quite a while um, and he's constantly pushing the boundaries of what people perceive to be achievable in the endurance and fitness industry. And it's fantastic to watch. So thank you for listening. Hopefully you've enjoyed that. Two ways you can continue to support the 
podcast incremental gains is subscribe on the YouTube channel and please on Spotify or YouTube or iTunes please leave a review even if you didn't like it let us know what you think and uh, I can do some more of these for you take care and we'll see you next time